Hello folks, welcome to a very special live taping of Deliver Us from Disney. I am Whitney Moore. This episode on The Black Cauldron was recorded on my show, The Whitney Moore Show, which you can find every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash notfestofficial. I'm so excited because this is our first two-part episode. I will put the second part up next week along with the full video version up on my YouTube so you can check that out. Today is also Ani's birthday, so make sure to show her some love today. And without further Without further ado, please enjoy our episode on The Black Cauldron. We did it. I'm sorry. I'm going to be looking up at you this like this this entire time because you're on my TV. I'll, I'll be up here and I'll just, I'll gaze down. This is more about my personal experience rather than the viewers. You know what? Okay the me. irony is that I'm looking up at you like you're in heaven, but really you should be in hell where you belong. Because... But really I should be in hell because I just watched the most demonic movie ever. I also was going to, I wanted to like add to your sentence, like, is it a Disney classic or is it a Disney classic failure? Because I just did a little reading. I just did a little reading about it. It this movie bombed. And okay, before we before we set it up, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's joining. And if you are new, well, what's up, Mike? Uh, what's up, Paul? <laughs> if you guys are new to the podcast, it is uh, Audie was raised as a fundamentalist Christian, was not allowed to watch Disney. We watched the movies where that she was forbode because they were too satanic, and then we rate. Uh, how much we're going to hell from watching it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hell so many times for this one. <laughs> so many times it is. We needed a ringer because the past we couple did. episodes, like we watched um, the the classic Cinderella with um, Brandy and uh, and Whoopi. And what did we do last time? It had been a, a... Jason Alexander. And Jason Alexander. What did we do the time before that? Uh, oh, Halloween I think Town. Oh, okay. Cadet Kelly, a goofy movie. So, I mean, really, and the premise of this is, like, so much more deeply satanic than I than any of the the ones that we had done previously. So we needed a ringer, and what better place to discuss uh, than this show, because we all love Satan here. You, you, You bring up a really interesting point, Ani, because it did do poorly in the box office. It was not a success. Um... But as we were talking about last week when we were watching the old Resident Evil commercials and uh, talking about the old movie, it is, um, it's a classic in its own right. And and I think that camp plus time equals like art. Like it's something yeah. very much like the Spider-Man musical, which we talked about last week. Mike, who is in the chat, is was the one to he, show he us that. He stars in it. He stars in it. He's, he's Green he Goblin. Spider Man, as we all yeah. know. <laughs> um, and and that you know, talk about like expectations being really high, and turning out really awful, but then becoming beloved uh, after a certain amount of time, right? And it's sort of the same thing with Black Cauldron because this was a very expensive movie to make. It was uh, hotly contested, also by the way. Um, between 25 and 40 million dollars was the end yeah. was the end of the the budget i also i read that it was the most expensive disney animated film of the time and also the biggest flop and it's interesting because i don't find it i mean of all the disney movies we watched in no way do i think this is like campy or even bad necessarily it's just like I honestly think at the time and even now, like we were talking the other day and I'm sure it'll come up today, but like all the satanic panic around little Nas X's Satan um, music video, like this was, what'd you say, 1995? Can you imagine like this a was movie by Disney? This was like, this was okay. fresh off of the actual satanic panic, which I believe if my memory serves me was in the seventies. And so bold yeah. choice. I know that we, yeah. we were doing a little bit of 1985. Thank you, Matt. Um, oh, I, I remember reading that. Cause that, that's the year I was also born. Um, because I am, 
I am I am the cauldron born. Not, have found out. not a coincidence. Anya's cauldron born. <laughs> um, this movie, so actually, full disclosure, Jesse and I watched this for the first time, um, not as kids. We watched it when um, Disney Plus came out, and I had never seen it, and it is so metal. It is so cool. Um, it is also one of the first examples of CG effects as exhibited by the Bone King, whatever is Yeah, the, the Bone, the Bone Lord of the Bone King whatever his name is. I, th- I think it's Bone King. Yeah, Bone. He's a king. Um, yeah. You guys in the chat, is it Bone King? Yeah. I think it's Bone King. Um, oh, the Horned King. The Horned King. How could we forget? Because Satan... Because you had that sex dream about him, so forevermore he'll be the Bone King. He's the motherfucking Bone King. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we like to do on this podcast is um, we watched it a couple days ago, um, got... I'm going to say medium drunk off of wine. And uh, and so we have notes here to remind us of what happens throughout the film. Um, but I like to kick off this podcast by asking Ani, what is this movie about? I mean, answering that question now in retrospect, uh, what I would say, and also like I'm just channeling Lori a little bit. Lori is the name of my mother for those who haven't listened to the podcast. Um, uh, I think this movie is about what the fuck happens to you when you play with the devil, you play with fire, which is you spend $40 million and you, you know, deliver a huge flop to the world. Like, oh, so like in a meta, in a meta way. Yes, totally. Like they should have known they were playing with fire. And this is what you get when you fuck with Satan himself, who is like very clearly depicted in this movie in a way that even Fantasia didn't go as hard as the Satan scenes in this movie. I'm going to say certainly Fantasia is like the most close representation of Satan himself. Do we have a ding? Uh, yes, we do have a ding. Look it. Okay. I have that on my, on my button. Did you hear it? No. Okay, great. Um, so that (laughs) That is, is, that the ding will come in later. Those of you who haven't listened, this is, we award points to, uh, satanic moments and then really don't bother to tally them up in the end but make a make a guess um so i love that i love that you went meta with it because it is like i mean fantasia was like the first one and so the the context is, it feels different to do something like oh this is clearly an ad- allegory for satan although i know that it's from like a welsh welsh tale or something it's from like classic literature uh we don't care about any of that though by the way if you search the black cauldron facts the first thing that comes up is what is wrong with the black cauldron (laughs) i know no that's truly that was the article i was reading we will it was like too much satan was the consensus we will you know what i'll find it later i don't feel like um trifling through all of this also (laughs) I, i had the imdb up hang on uh imdb black cauldron because you know why we're gonna need some help pronouncing these names they're they're absurd they're absurd that's the only way that's the only way to say it um okay so let's get into it um without further ado uh black cauldron discussion um we (laughs) we open up with a little bit of like the lore surrounding the black cauldron and i love this old-timey take of describing things as awesome in like the biblical way because the black cauldron when they're going through like the um you know the lore of it and describing what the black cauldron is it's like this is awesome but the guy is not like hell yeah dude this is awesome (laughs) he's He's like in awe like a-w-e like yeah the root word of awesome yeah yes yes and we um we love it I mean, it is awesome. It's awesome in full sense. I also, I think that that is like a truly biblical thing. So like maybe point for us arguing that mm. you could have watched it because your mom would have been like, awesome. I've read the Bible. I know what that means. Um, which- well, and like at the beginning, even though it like toys with magic right away, which is a no-no, but it does kind of leave it open-ended. Like the Black Cauldron itself could fall into the hands of maybe a priest, you know, like, somebody who could use it for good it is and you know what we can we can get into a little bit at the end like is this movie a cautionary tale about fucking with dark magic because i don't think it is like he the way it it shakes out is like taryn the guy get he just gets it he gets to be a hero 
or whatever. And so I guess, yeah, you're, yeah, like in, in the wrong hands. Anyways, Taryn, he's just a lowly little pig herder. He's just a pig boy. And I, he's like with his dad. I don't even, I don't even know what his name is. And I'm not going to look it up. Um, you know because... who he's with? He's with a carbon copy of an old guy from every other Disney movie that's ever existed. That's right. That's there is a lot with. of duplicate animations in like the first five minutes, no less. There is like the, we think, we think both Aristocats, but we haven't looked up yeah. um, what is the, uh, the, the order on that because Arist actually here, let's just look what year did Aristocats come out? And then, like, people in the chat, too. Like, I'm so bad, especially because these movies are new to me, but the old guy in Black Cauldron is literally the twin of an old guy in Beauty and the Beast. I was trying to place him, but Whitney and I both... And this is with, honestly, almost every character, except for, a, well, later in the movie. It's different, but there's a lot of scenery we've seen before. The boy looks like a carbon copy, almost, of, like, I think we thought he looked like Peter Pan. The yes. old guy has been done before. Dalbin, thank you, thank you, Grant. Um, yes, and and the little the geese as well. By the way, Aristocats came out in 1970, and those are they're literally the same geese. And like plausible that it exists in the same universe. I'm gonna say also. Well, and interesting because Sprinkles the Dragon Cat says I guess they did that to save money, but they had the biggest budget of any animation of the time. So like. What was that budget going toward if it wasn't just like drawing a new fucking character? Craft I don't services. get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that set was really demanding. They, they, Their writers were just like out of this world. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's see, like, it was 1985, so I'm not not unplausible that people were just like spending a lot of money on cocaine. Was, those were those were times. So maybe I'm just going to assume I mean, going forward that they were just all coked out of their brains. It is kind of funny. It's like the mo the most expensive animated film of the time, but everything is a copy of another film that we've already seen. Although, wait, <gasps> wait, what if the other movie is copied Black Cauldron? Well, Holy not shit. Aristocats. Aristocats Arista Cats came out in 1970. <laughs> oh, damn. So, um, and also a fun thing that we were reading about this is that Don Bluth, is that right? Or is that the character from Arrested Development? I think it was Bluth because yes. I think I yes. made an Emily joke. Don yeah. Bluth. He quit this film halfway through. Um, so maybe that is why they also like recycled stuff or Aristocats recycled stuff. Listen, this is the blueprint. Uh, <laughs> I love this movie and I'm just going to attribute all animation therefore we're going from this. Um, so we kick it with ta uh, Taryn and uh, let's just scroll back and see what Grant said. Oh, Dalbin. And he's explaining, he's explaining that the Horn King is bad. And uh, Taryn's like, I'm not afraid of the Horn King. I want to be a warrior. And then he's like, well, then you're a fucking fool, dude. Fool. Yeah. He didn't say it quite like that, but he did snap back in a way that was really pleasing to us. Um, I, uh, this kind of sets up, we don't spend very much time with Taryn at the beginning, except uh, we set up. The pig, Henren, glorious, beautiful Henren, who has the longest eyelashes and is so sweet and cute, is an oracular pig. Can, if you just dunk her face in water, you can see the location of the Black Cauldron, which is explained ever, maybe? Do they explain why why it's the pig, why it's Henren? No. No, no, okay. no. You know what? That's fine. I feel like all fantasy and all sci-fi stuff you don't you can just buy into yeah. reality like i don't need i don't need a lot of lore setting it up um and then i would watch a prequel though just about that pig oh my she gosh was Hen fucking cute. henren's big day out in the city yeah exactly and i also just love the word oracular yes. and i like the idea of an oracular pig specifically um yeah yeah, Henren, uh, Oracular Pig in the City. Yeah, I'd watch I'd watch the hell out of that. Oh my gosh, Radio Geek says, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I am so curious, and please tell us, please watch this movie and then <laughs> tell us if this is an accurate represent representation to you because um, we kind of go off on a lot of tangents. Also, Ani uh, has a lot to show and tell uh, regarding this. This uh, podcast is like half joking about Disney movies and half talking about the insane, like insane shit that Ani's mother put her through. Um, and there's some really fun stuff to get into that tonight. But 
I feel like we're approaching the first truly satanic. I mean, actually, you know what? Not true. Oracular pigs, satanic. That's off the bat. Uh, absolutely. A thousand percent. Absolutely. And also because there's a really well-known biblical story, you might even be aware of this because it's one of the stories that makes the rounds, even if you didn't read the Bible, but where Jesus casts the demons into the pigs and then all the pigs like run oh, into yeah. the water and like drown themselves. And he kills the pigs because they're, so they're I, and haunted. I, and wow, the it's insane that that settled into my... worshipped Satan. Pro-pig. Okay. Isn't there a lot and of stuff were, with yeah, like pro pigs... pigs and satanic it, like imagery in the Bible, like pigs were not, uh, not cool, not down with the Bible. It was always they were like haunted by yeah, demons. Yeah, like a like uh, putrif, like a symbol of like um, uncleanliness or something. Yeah, for sure. Hi, Kale. Also, I mean, like it's against a lot of religions to fucking eat pig because they're so unclean. You know. That's true. Um, yeah, pigs, much much maligned, smart animals, and possibly psychic is what we're learning. Yeah. Wait, it says the cutting class at the porch scene with Henwin is one of the all-time great food scenes in animation. That's a big statement. That is a big statement considering all Miyazaki films exist, and the porridge is disgusting. Oh. But the physical comedy yeah. is there. And also, yeah. this is, like, not... I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's like not really a comedy this movie. It's like an adventure. It's got some physical comedy, but really like I can see why this movie didn't do very well because it's not for kids. PG. No. Their first PG rating. Yeah. Really makes you think. Um, okay, we are getting into the Horn King, which like, oh. Did you just get possessed by Satan himself? No, I did like as many dings as I could without being obnoxious because this is probably the most satanic thing we've had to talk about on our podcast because like there's magic there's uh, people disobeying their parents is big on this podcast this is like straight up satan the horned king he is um terrifying and so cool and so metal and you said a really interesting thing when we were watching it about like the residual christian fear that you felt so talk about that so if anyone in here was raised religious, um, and you know, I don't, Christianity is this like ubiquitous thing. So everyone's aware of like the devil, the Bible, the Christian Bible's ver version of Satan, right? Well, that was, I was a Christian until I was like 23, 24. So you have to understand <laughs> for most of my life, more like more years than not, I was tremendously afraid of the devil and the devil in the fucking Halloween costume sense because weird, oddly enough, like it really is true. I mean, I was raised by a bunch of dingbats who, you know, <laughs> believed very stupid fucking shit and couldn't think outside of the box, but like Jesus was a white man with a long beard, okay? And the devil lived in hell and had horns. Like that was what I, those were always the images of the devil that I saw. There was never any- Your like, mom is Mandy about... Moore in, in uh, Saved. Jesus, yes. white. Yes, <laughs> totally. You know, and, and, but these things are so commonly accepted. It's wild now to have, you know, have disconnected from it and look at it and be like, these, these people are, are basing their life on like this false power of comic book villains. Like it's insane that I, I pictured the devil who I thought was always watching, right? Waiting for me to slip up and waiting to swoop in. I pictured <laughs> him the way that you see him depicted in film. So in this, I in mean, this. that's horns, definitely a cape, definitely in the lake of fire. There's so much talk in, in my version of Christianity about the lake of fire and burning for all of eternity and how when you go to hell it's you're in such like misery at all times and you're you're thirsty that's one of the things and you have your mouth open and and you have your tongue out begging for just a drop of water if only one drop of water like that's all I need like it's just this like horrible figure who tortures you right I remember the fire. thirst but I feel like that's yeah. been I feel like the gnashing of teeth that's a thing the only thing that is thirsty truly in hell is Satan himself for Lil Nas X. 
we've debunked it. He's the thirsty one. <laughs> as we have finally, yeah, as we finally learned. What's up, Super Gimbo Man? <laughs> What's like, up, Michael? Like, let's people chill now. Yes, you got it right. We were talking. We were talking about Black Cauldron. And absolutely. Um, also, like, I, we probably talked about this before, but I was sent to church camp because I was a, a bad kid. I was a bad teen, and my parents sent me straight. And that was the thing. Like, the, the counselors telling their like real demon stories being yeah. like satan is real you're a, a warrior and you need to enlist in the army dude because uh you could just have a vase crash through your window at any time and i watched exorcism of emily rose um and was so out of my mind afraid and you know what turns out your mom is a pretty afraid person also. And that is something that uh, lots of zealots just carry with them. Just it's there totally. all the time. Exorcism of Emily Rose also fucked me up. We should talk about that. Um, Great later. movie. But, um, but so anyway, like I was afraid. Every bad thing came from Satan. I was always trying to like outsmart Satan. Like this is a real thing. My, you know, we've talked about my mom teaching me to rebuke Satan for any minor inconvenience. The dog jumps at you. Rebuke Satan. <laughs> you don't want the dog jumping on you. That's Satan. Anything you don't want to happen, like I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior. Like the blood of the Lamb. Blah blah blah. She had this whole thing. So even still, even though now I'm fully aware it's the silliest thing on the face of the planet. It, are you cooking? Oh, I heard, I heard. I, something's on fire in the kitchen. It's because they're talking about Satan. It's Satan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I see those images still, there's a millisecond of a full body. Oh no, there he is. Yeah. Like, and you know what? It is truly this animation. I mean, they have, again, first CG <laughs> animation. They have the glowing red eyes, Um, his like, knobbly long fingers that we decided also his dick looks like that for sure it for has sure. um joints in it joints, yeah and Double like a long dick, yeah. acrylic nail which <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah i think there's also an acrylic nail story to be told this doesn't really have this is a little off topic for our <laughs> that's i'm completely that not topic. true we go off topic all the fucking time um ani told me a great story about acrylic nails and i want to leave it at that and let you take it away oh. <laughs> you want to leave it at that <laughs> i mean what else what is there to say <laughs> should i tell that i feel like we'll scare people away you said you said you were like Sh I'll, I'll tell the story if you don't want to oh i here's the thing I, there i it's hard to shame me Okay, There's great. very few things I'm private about. I tell can it, tell, tell that it, story. Tell it, tell it. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, well, okay. So this was sparked because in the movie, Satan has these like long nails and we were like, that's what his dick looks like. Nail, nail and all. And is that why I told you the story or did it I tell is, you because my time You <laughs> told me the story twice in the, both those contexts. Okay. But... <laughs> so recently in the past couple weeks i was like i think i have an ulcer so this memory came back to me because um i am no longer a teacher which means i no longer have health insurance through the school district so i pay out of pocket and if you don't have health insurance you know that like you go into you know i go to glendale health center and then i see a different person every time i don't have a doctor that i can call upon i have to give my information over again every single time it's just kind of like a shit show but you do it right and i also rarely go to the doctor i'm pretty healthy but there was a time a couple years back where I thought I had an ulcer. I actually think I do every once in a while. I think I exacerbate it by drinking one entire bottle. You exacerbate it by talking about it. You're manifesting and also, an ulcer right now. Yeah, yeah, I, it, that's true. I don't have an ulcer. I, <laughs> I am fine and I'm healed. No, but okay. So my story is I went, I was like, I've got to go find out if I have one or not. This is too painful. So I see this new doctor and I like her right off the bat. She's beautiful and glamorous and part of her glamour she was like wearing this. This is, happens at Planned Parenthood too. Like they don't have to wear their doctor clothes. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I had a doctor at Planned Parenthood who was wearing like a fucking like power suit and like jewelry and had like incredible hair. Wow. Loved her. And then this doctor was sort of the same thing. Like just was like dressed up and looked nice. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I think I have an ulcer. She didn't think I had one. She was mispronouncing the word ulcer. She was also like acting like she had never heard. Do the you word remember ulcer, how she mispronounced it? Concerning. 
No, but she. And it might I not have been she was mispronouncing it, but she was going like, "Wait, what? It what is it you think you have?" And I was like, "An ulcer." And she was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" An she ulcer. just came. She like, just wandered weird. in one day. She was feeling the fantasy. Here's the thing: she was young. She was like a young, beautiful woman. You know what? All of this is wait. This I, as, this as, as someone who knows how this story ends, this like <laughs> yeah. turned sexual to me immediately, knowing that she was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful she's okay. beautiful and like I like liked having her attention on me like that's how like done up she was it's like oh wow this pretty girl wants to talk to me about my tummy right so anyway so I'm like I think I have an ulcer and she was like I really don't think that you do but she said but we can get a sample if you'd like okay I didn't know what that meant you know she says I'll just put a finger in your butt and I'll get a little sample um <laughs> So she puts on gloves, um, and I don't know if, if it, you know, if you're following along, remember one of her bits of glamour was very long, very squared off of her lip nails, okay? Not unlike the Horned King. Not unlike the Horned Horny. King. Puts on gloves, bends me over the table, and I honestly was not, here's the, look, at that point, I don't know if I had been years since I had a finger up my butt. It didn't clock for me. I was like, I wasn't like those nails aren't going to work. I was just, whatever. She put gloves on and, and I bent over. And then Dry? she started, great question. I don't know because I didn't watch what she was doing back there. <laughs> Maybe she used some lube, right? But she started to try to put a very squared off acrylic nail into my butthole, which felt like a knife, okay? Immediately, like, like I was like, oh, and she was like, oh, sorry, my nails. And I was like, yeah, like maybe don't do that. She's like, let me, let me try again. And for, I want to say like a full minute, which is a very long time to try, right? She tried to get even the tip of her finger in my butt and she pushed, okay. She did make it in a little bit, like pushed that nail through my butthole. Okay. Just enough to hurt me, but not. <laughs> accomplish what she was in there yeah, and like, wait, and I, also that's uh, my understanding also never having to have gone in for a stool sample except for my what free 317 thank you for following um when we talk about uh stool samples <laughs> i've only had to go and get my cat missy bort um you, at the vet and that's a very like scoop it out of the litter box and get it going i didn't know that a finger inside you is the thing but i know like I don't know. I uh, Dolph McDelex said something great. I feel like you got pranked by a YouTuber. <laughs> no, no, but for real. Like yes. none of it makes any sense. And when you even said you were like, no, I think they're supposed to like get a sample from you. If that just wasn't on my radar, I've never had to do that. I've never been asked to do that either. And all I know is that it was excruciatingly painful, <laughs> excruciatingly painful. And then it came to an end and she said, Oh, I bit my tongue. She said, sorry, I wasn't able to go in far enough to like get a sample. Okay? I mean, once you're in, you're in. Like, that's the thing. So, uh, sorry to be gross on stream, but all the nerve endings are right around the entrance. And so yeah. once you're like in, she should have, just although go all ugh, the way in. just scraping your insides here's with an thing. acrylic nail is horrifying. Pro here's and the thing. <laughs> I, I also, I, I'm probably not the best gauge for how far in she got. All I know is that it was excruciatingly painful the whole time. And all I could feel was like the knife of her nail on my asshole, not anything inside, right? But anyway, <laughs> she ends up finishing and apologizing to me, like, sorry, like my knit because of my nails, I couldn't get what I needed is basically what she said. And then just was like, come back in two weeks if your stomach still hurts you didn't and we'll even do get, about it then. You didn't even get like a diagnosis, a positive or negative. No. Wow. But you did get your butthole fingered by a hot doctor. So that's <laughs> what happens at the end of the day. <laughs> that's the best way to look at it. And you know what? Thank you for that reframe. Satanic. That's how I'll tell the story from now on. Want to hear about how a hot doctor fingered my asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love the part that she's like, sorry, my nail. And you're like, yes, your nail. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Take your totally. nails off. Ugh. And also, you've been through medical school. Is this not medical school 101? I worked at a restaurant where I wasn't allowed to have long nails. Like, and that took zero training. Like, how do you not know that that can't be part of your, you know, get up? If you're having to put your finger in butts. 
I'm not Mike, the only great, one great comment. Sodomy bell. is absolutely a sin, and you were going to hell. And also, I know what you ah! do. I know what you do, Ani. Um, Chris Oblivion, that's disgusting, and I love you for it. <laughs> Back to the Horn King. Okay. His plan is to find the Black Cauldron and to raise an army of undead, aka the Cauldron Born, aka what you were, because you were born in the same year this movie came out. Um, terrifying. Uh, automatically, we see that this movie earned its PG rating, but then I was reading, first of all, one of the key character designers was Tim Burton, and he wanted yeah. a much darker version of this. He wanted a PG-13 cut, and I'm I'm dying for it! I'm absolutely... What do you think would have been in that version? De uh, definitely a lot of fingers and buttholes. Definitely. definitely a lot. Look, did you see Chris Oblivion said she could have used that? I know! <laughs> Try not to look at it because it's... But I like, mean... I mean, <laughs> do, do something useful with it in that situation. We cut back to uh, t Taryn who is like now on this journey, he's got the oracular pig and like they're gonna go stop the Horn King from getting the Black Cauldron. And it's literally this like child that we're gonna say maybe like implied 12, 13, 14, fighting with a stick being like, I'm a warrior, I'm going to be a great man. And then it's like literal Satan and then cuts back to him in this like pastoral, beautiful, like flowers everywhere, country hill. Um, no idea what he, this poor kid is in for. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna say already preemptively dinging one of the most satanic parts of the movie, meeting motherfucking Gurgi. A bitch we hate, truly. A bitch that we hate more than I got some, anyone. I got some uh, unhappy comments when we when we posted our hatred for him. No way, really? Not me. People love him. People love him. I know. I also just want to point out that in Whitney's notes, it says, then he meets like an old bear thing, question mark, question mark, who steals an apple and talks like Smeagol. That is Gurgi. <laughs> that is Gurgi. I want to just... get... Uh, Harris, or or if anyone is in the chat, can we get a poll going? I want to get a temperature yeah. read on how people feel about Gurgi. See? Um, love. Love for Gurgi already. All right. All right. You know what? Maybe the Black Cauldron is Ani's butthole. <laughs> Did you see that? It was there all along. Um, Gurgi is it. a pathetic creature. And you know why? I, here. Here's my hot take. I think yeah. that if you like Gurgi, you've never had a friend like Gurgi. And I have had friends like Gurgi Ooh. that are just Ooh. like, oh, like real clingy, uh, deceptive to get your helpless, attention. Helpless. Helpless, doesn't want to be helped. Fumbling all the time. Yeah. Eh, pathetic. I just, yeah. Gurgi like makes my skin crawl truly. And it's weird because like the character design is, he's clearly meant to be like cute. He's clearly meant to be... A lovable creature of some sort. Whitney and I had the exact same, like, really visceral, I'm gonna say immediate negative Disgust. reaction to him. Like, he came on the screen, like, gurgling and, like, doing his gurgly thing. And Stealing we like, an apple. Get out of here. Derailing Taryn and, and, uh, Henwen to, like, from their, from their, their journey. I hate Gurgi so much. I, like, I, I make, I'm upset. Gurgi is awful, says Matt. Um, I, wait, <laughs> Gurgi is on the same level as Jar Jar Binks. And okay, this is another, yeah. this is another like similar thing to is Spider-Man the musical good or not? Is Black Cauldron good or not? I wouldn't, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this movie is better executed than Spider-Man the musical, but it is another circumstance of a lot of money sunk into an ultimately unsuccessful project. Um, and yeah. Jar Jar was... I mean, I, I feel like it's the same sort of thing. It's like, listen, I'm not like a, a big Star Wars person, admittedly, but I know enough to know that Jar Jar is like universally both despised and loved because he is so despised. So I feel like that's a very accurate comparison. Um, yeah. And there's like a camp element to it also. Um, someone tell me if I'm out of line. I don't fucking care about Star Wars. That's okay. There's so many other people who are 
Star Wars fans who have great and educated takes, and you can go look at their stuff. We're here to talk about getting your butthole fingered by a doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it? <laughs> yeah, that's what this what show's for. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I forgot to say, uh, Henren ran away some somewhere there. Um, and she's being traced by dragons at this moment in in the podcast. And my question immediately that came up was... Has this child ever left his house? Does he know dragons right. exist? Because he doesn't react to them. In fact, there's a great, like, I want to pull a screen cap and we'll put it up on our uh, Deliver Us from Disney Instagram. His shocked face is like, and it's all <laughs> yeah, bottom yeah. teeth and it's so uh-huh. stupid looking and so funny. I love it. Um, yeah. I have a note here. Um, and also, I, I know that there's a story that you want to tell. So interject when you feel like there's a good place to say it because I didn't make a, a note of where. Um, but um as he's fighting dragons i had this thought and this is we've been doing this podcast for almost two years now i think and um i've heard a lot of stories about your mom that is like as an adult you are able to laugh at them truly and like you're you are now like able to you don't call her mom you call her lori you're separated from her like i've been with you on this journey and as long as I've known you and I told you a couple weeks ago that I had this like fantasy um about gatekeeping your mom from Christianity and it's because she's a she's like a very on Facebook I'm sure a lot of our parents are um but she shares like the wildest No, 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 no. So these are, remember, these are two different moms. And that's what's so crazy. That <gasps> Facebook is ste- my stepmom. I've got it coming from both directions. Okay. That's what's fucking nuts. So, so yes. Also deeply religious. Um, But yeah, 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 is yeah. Lori not on Facebook? The short answer is no. Apparently, yes. Because that's when she, that's what started me cutting her off. Because she, resp- I said Donald Trump's a racist. And then all of a sudden they get a response from my mom telling me that like I'm the problem and Donald Trump is king or whatever and then I was like wait you're on Facebook sent from heaven but yeah but she's really not on Facebook she like I guess had a secret profile but my stepmom is on Facebook yes she is and she posts she posts I mean the classic one is the literal uh two pieces of steak saying this is a marijuana smoker's lungs still think it's cool after, and it's like af- i think it said after smoking marijuana one time and it's a picture of a charred steak on a wooden cutting board and she also doesn't share things ironically like she thought that that was a picture of a human lung after smoking marijuana one time and she wanted people to see that and you can see like the blood like on the it's it's I think you were the one, actually. I remember showing that meme to you, and I think you were the one that was like, it's on a cutting board. Like, even if you thought that was a human lung, what? Okay. It is. It's truly insane. I I forgot that you're getting it from both sides. Yeah. Um, But regardless, it it led to this fantasy about, like, gatekeeping your mom and how funny that would be to, like, this is the one thing that she has ruined her family over and like ruined your life in so many ways over and just being like oh actually that's not what jesus said and then what i have not told you is that fantasy led to another fantasy a a very elaborate fantasy (laughs) where i was like sitting in my room my apartment and i was thinking about like what if i your mom has met me once but i don't i doubt she remembers me what if i like okay what if i put on a wig then and dressed as a pastor <laughs> or dressed as, a, yeah, women can be pastors, right? Women can be priests, but it can be. Maybe, could you be a youth pastor? Sure. You might yeah, in this, in this fantasy, okay. yeah, sure, yeah. I'm a youth pastor. But my thing is that I am like, I, this is, okay, this is how elaborate this gets. We like start a website and like get everyone to follow like the Instagram. And it's like, oh my God, she's like a famous She's like a famous pastor. She's like got the eyes of the Lord, whatever it is to like hook your mom and like grant myself legitimacy. And then I I fucking go in and I'm like, you're wrong about everything that you think. It's because you live in Apple Valley and (laughs) you don't, your church isn't connected, only Los Angeles is. And just like fully ruining her life about it. Let's let's do it. Okay, great. What should my pastor name be? Um, okay, so my pastor's name growing up, who was super beloved, was Pastor Fox. Um, so just pick, like, 
you know, like almost like a, a more feminine, uh, maybe member of the dog family. Also, I plan on going full method. This is this is a Texas blowout um, cardigan <laughs> situation. Let's catfish your mom, dude. Let's catfish. Dude, oh, you could just dress like the way down lady. You could dress like the the that lady. Boy, yeah. okay. Ani has a fantastic newsletter with all of these stories and more about growing up in uh, an extremely secular, not secular, uh, opposite uh, fundamentalist opposite household. Secular, yeah. Yeah. yeah um household and one of them is about an active still active to this day woman who yeah. taught you to starve yourself um by filling yourself up with, instead with the love of jesus if y'all want to just google her her name is gwen shamblin and it's called way down workshop everyone watching google her right now and not if you have listen if you're nursing please do not look her up if you are currently in recovery of an eating disorder because that's true i don't know maybe you can uh separate Uh, but she is literally posts like pinterest memes being like Instead of eating a sandwich, fill your love, fill your stomach up with the love of Jesus Christ. And, and, she and is be like grateful for the opportunity to like be in lack. Like it, it goes so deep. It's like be grateful, like to want something and just pr- <laughs> like it's really, it, it goes so fucking deep. And also, I would love to gaslight your mother and catfish her. <laughs> Me too. Let's do What's it. Up, Lola Let's Posse? do it for the podcast. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, oh my God. I'm a bitch who loves a character. So I'm fully down. Wait, we could really, here's the thing. I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, We could totally write to her and share like the back and forth, like fucking correspondence. If you really want us to catfish Lori, I'll fucking do it. Fuck her. She told me that I'm sending people to hell by wanting to educate about sex ed and she thinks Donald Trump is the best person that's ever lived and I am the worst. So, yeah. you know, no rules. I Let's catfish my mom. Honey, you are an actual saint. You were a teacher <laughs> turned documentary filmmaker. All of the info will be in the chat. And um, your mom is, I, here's the thing, like as much fun as I feel like I would have catfishing your mother and making her feel unworthy of the only thing that she clings on to it's like for what <laughs> like what what are we going to ruin your mom's life for she already leads a horrible pathetic existence that's true so that's she's true. punishing her own self by thinking that she can't even watch disney she can't even yeah. she can't even watch fun movies or harry potter or anything that you like um okay let's bring it back to black cauldron the pig who we are we sure if Henren knows that she's an oracular pig. Um, she, a long story, I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but she gets away from the dragons and gets caught by uh, the the goblins and the the crew of the um, of the the horned king. And the horned king, this is skipping ahead, but forces her head into the jug of water or juice or whatever because it turns out that it like burns for some reason um <laughs> and she seems confused and so like does yeah. does henren the question i will pose to you ani and to you the chat does henren is she is is she like can she access her oracular abilities at any given moment does she even does know she have autonomy yeah i'm gonna say no because I don't, I don't even think both times, I think is it only twice that she puts her head in the water? I don't think she, she doesn't like waltz over and do it. She's sort of guided. And, and from what I remember and and correct me if I'm misremembering, it's kind of done with the air of like, oh, okay. And she's just like confused when her eyes go pink. Okay. But you made an excellent counterpoint when we were watching it, which is when the Horn King has kidnapped Henren, um, he's like, show me where the Black Cauldron is. And she's like, oh, right. And she gets a little like toot in her. And so it's like, maybe she, maybe she knows, maybe she knows, but doesn't know how to access it. And also like, why would a pig have this ability? This is why we need a prequel, a (laughs) prequel. A pig cool. This is why we need a pig cool. Do you have, do you have a pun? To get into like who bestowed, who bestowed. I mean, I have one sound effect and I can do more. This is the sound of Satan. Um, I, I am curious about her ability to access it and what it means to her that she can access it. Um, I digress. We are, we are now in 
objectively one of the coolest settings in a movie, which is the Horned King's castle, and there's, yeah. like, a fucking sick party happening, which yeah. I, I'm gonna say satanic, because uh, there's there's goblins, there's uh, dudes drinking ales and mead and... You know, all sorts, all Bad sorts of stuff. stuff. There's also, there's also a sexy lady. Do you remember that? Um, the the titty lady dancing on the table. Oh, I sure, absolutely, yes. yeah. There's a there's a a titty lady. Um, I, I'm gonna say gypsy woman archetype, yeah. although that word is problematic. Um, uh, dancing on the table, and there's a guy that's like. Yeah, well, give us a kiss, Dayton, and I can get you, uh, get you a coin or whatever he says. <laughs> he says some, he says some like drunk fantasy man shit. Um, anyways, <laughs> they, uh, it's a rager. There is a like a main goblin who is sort of like the Horn King's, I'm going to say protege or like assistant or, or bitch boy or whatever. Um, and objectively, like it's, it's filling the archetype that Gurgi is right. It's the same like little creature who's there to help or, or not. And, uh, Goblin is so much more appealing and so much cooler um, than Gurgi, and I I'm trying to figure out where where they went wrong because that Goblin is a villain for sure. We're meant yeah. to not like him. We're meant to despise him. Yeah, because he's a bad guy. But he's like yeah. so much more charming, which again raises the question: how how are we supposed to feel about Gurgi? Well, I I would say that they are trying to lure us into the dark side. And that's why they made that goblin appealing. Oh. And that's why they made us spend so much time with Gurgi, who's supposed to represent purity, but you just want to fucking step on him. I'm so sorry. But, like, I really hate that character step so on much. Gurgi. And then you just, like, yeah, the goblin has, like, you know, strength and uh, that autonomy we keep talking about and a little bit of swagger and stuff. And it's like, okay, Yes, yes, please to you. you yeah, know, he's I, like feral I, I, in a good way, where Gurgi is yeah. feral in a like a real bad way. And also, yes. he's got like one eye. He's, he's you know what? He's scrappy. Gurgi yes. is not scrappy. He's pathetic, and that's why we hate Gurgi. This is a yeah. anti-Gurgi stream, and I'm sorry if that is controversial. <laughs> sorry if you came here thinking it was going to be pro-Gurgi. Like this is where we come out as Gurgi haters. Is, also, I'm gonna have to write an apology notes in my notes app. And I know. Out. <laughs> we're yeah um i mean and i i also understand why people would be protective of gurgi like poor thing like doesn't know any better um the goblin also has a way less he's his his voice is way less annoying like it's not cloying like it is like gurgi's is it is it like makes my skin crawl in a very real way um so okay now we're at the point where the the horn king is like pig show me where the where the shit is and um the, he has like a bowl of what I'm gonna assume is wine because it's hot mm. pink in like a stylized way. It's definitely not water. They're also drinking it. Yeah. And there is a man. Oh, okay. Also, um, so Taryn is like going. He's like spying from the rafters in the ceiling. He like falls and he goes like no. And he like falls down and then he is like, you pig boy, pig boy. And they just immediately start bullying him, which is so great. Um, yeah. And they're like, you, you make, you make the pig do it or I'll kill you or whatever. And I have here in my notes, it says the very scary man startles the kid and he falls back on the juice and it burns him because there is, I guess I can't conjure an image possibly, but Anyways, there's a, a scary guy that, like, startles our boy, Taryn, and he goes, like, uh, and he, like, falls back on the bowl of wine or whatever they're drinking, and it spills onto the Horned King, and it, like, sizzles his skin all up. Like, what is that about? What are they drinking that is also yeah. going to make your skin burn off? Yeah. Um, at the time we watched it, we had no answers for why could this liquid be bright pink and also burn his skin off. And also it made, remember, it made us want hot pink wine. Cause here's the thing. You fucking know it. You'd, if there was oh, hot yeah. pink wine, you'd buy it. Not, and we're not talking rosé. No, it, it needs neon, to be fluorescent. Okay? It was neon wine, which we want. But you know, last night I watched Jordan Firstman's, uh, Instagram. He, he, he did like a, a secrets thing and he was drinking four loco and he poured the four loco into a wine glass. 
So you, first of all, I've never had a four loco. It made me want one so bad. I have never had one. So he drank half. Oh of no, it is this going to happen he, soon? Probably. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, I I literally drafted a tweet today and then didn't send it. I haven't <laughs> like. It's like it's like why? Like no one cares about my stupid fucking thoughts. But it's it literally. I literally have a draft. That says, it just says like, now I want to drink Four Loco because Jordan Firstman drank Four Loco and he said it made him feel invincible. He drank half the can and he said, this stuff is crazy. Like, I feel invincible right now. And I was like, oh, I want to feel invincible. Then he went and he put a wig on. He started acting really silly. I like to feel silly. So, <laughs> you also love wigs. And I also love wigs, right? So Four Loco, I think it's like bringing us everything we want. It's going to make us feel invincible. Okay, wait, wait, wait. And also, I think if you poured it on your skin, your skin would burn off. Ah, uh, okay. So it is Four Loco. <laughs> it's yeah. an early prototype of Four yes. Loco from 1985. <laughs> that explains yeah. truly everything. That is also kind of buys into the lore of why the Horn King is evil because he doesn't ever consume anything else. You would be a yeah. monster too if all you had was Four Loco. It all adds up when you <laughs> when you you insert the Four Loco and it's all clear. I mean, my understanding is that Four Loco was taken off the market. And now is back um, because it is missing like the crucial components, and so like the original formula of Four Loco is like not to be found. It's very mysterious, no and way. I don't have any more information like about now? it. Damn, sprinkles. You're right. It would be crazy to drink it, and that's so we're just a couple of wacky, quirky ladies, and that's why. <laughs> that's <Okay>. why. <laughs> Wait, dragon soup. Okay, I'm going to need to hear more about dragon soup because I'm going to assume it is just like, like I, I'm imagining, also have never had a Four loco. I'm imagining it is like a monster energy drink plus yeah, alcohol. me too. Me I, too. Tor, uh, Tori, what's his okay, name? So Taren, the four loco burns his skin up. Yeah. Four loco all over the horned king. And uh, they're like, rah, pig boy, shouldn't have done that. And they put him, they lock him away along with, I think Gurgi is there, but honestly, I have truly blocked him from my memory um i don't remember I, he must be there he's there no 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 he's not there because he shows up later i just remembered um uh. it is it is just him i'm gonna assume and then a hot girl comes out of the ground <laughs> while he's in the dungeon <laughs> and ani's reaction to this was so precious i also like remembered nothing about this movie and um yeah. There's a, a a hot child that comes out of the ground and <laughs> and she's like okay I gotta look her name up again because it was another one that was like uh, oh Aloni Princess Aloni who we don't know at, at the time is a princess but she's a princess of what we also is never domain. is never told um and also somebody said earlier like that you hadn't seen it and you're gonna watch it um i guarantee there will be plot inconsistencies because we do drink when we watch these um so i'm curious if they ever do explain where princess aloni is from what she is where is her kingdom what is she the princess of but anyways she's trapped there and she does like actually maybe one of my favorite moments in the movie which is She's like, she assumes that he, that Taryn is like a warrior or a prince. And he's like, I'm just a pig boy. And she's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I thought you could help me, but I guess I'll just have to escape on my own. Just a loser, you yeah. can come if you want. And he's like, can I? And she's like, yeah, I just said that. You literally <laughs> just said that you could come. Fucking idiot. <laughs> she's got, she's got sass and I love her. Um, Wait, also, you said that my reaction to her coming out of the ground oh you squealed with delight you were like oh. what is happening and also oh. i should she has i'm gonna say satanic she's got a glowing orb of magic so and yeah, it's probably not the light around. of jesus christ or whatever it certainly isn't it certainly it is isn't. not and not also um can we reflect and ask if this orb ever comes in handy I know. I feel like it just follows her around and bops along. It just bops um, along. It's maybe like a light sometimes. Weigh in if it did and we were just like drunk at that point and so we missed it. Yeah, if, um, if Orb is I the MVP. Yeah, is Orb the real MVP? Like, yeah, <laughs> talk to us about Orb, please. 
And that is where we will leave off for part two of The Black Cauldron. I will be posting it wherever you get your podcasts next week, along with the full video version up on my YouTube. And if you feel like checking out the live show, it is at twitch.tv slash notfestofficial. It is The Whitney Moore Show every Tuesday from 5 to 7 PST. And thanks for listening.